Welcome to Deeper, a podcast of TRBC's Women's Life Ministry. No matter your story, you can be equipped to strengthen your relationship and love for God through the reading of God's Word and fellowship together. Now let's join Jacqueline Baines and Laura Guardia as they dive deeper into Bible study and resources to equip and encourage you today. Welcome, ladies. How exciting. Welcome to 2024. So excited to be sharing deeper with you. And you know that this is the podcast of Women's Life. And our encouragement uh, is that this can be something that you listen every week and can bring you to uh, closer to the Lord. It can help you to understand more uh, God's Word. And this is, you know, an extension of what we are doing uh, in our Flourish Bible study. And we are praying that the Lord can talk to you and encourage you through deeper. Yes, we are excited. We know that through this podcast, our hope and our prayer is that it would allow you to look into Scripture in a deeper way. And so while we have a Bible study that meets on Tuesday mornings and Tuesday evenings, and we use this as a tool to talk about that Bible study a little bit deeper— but we know that not all of you are going to be at this Bible study in person, but there are still ways for you to be involved. You don't even have to go through the study in order to listen to this podcast because we just believe that there is still so much information here that you'll be able to go off of. But if you are wanting to go through this study, then you can go on to trbc.org forward slash study, and you can find all of the information to follow along with us, even if you can't be with us in person. We have videos, we have the whole book for you to be able to come alongside us and join us as we are learning about God's Word. And this semester, we are going to be going through a study called Encountering Jesus. I'm excited about this because it is showing the narrative of Jesus's encounter with seven different individuals. And what is beautiful about this is in these seven encounters, we see Jesus going and um, initiating conversations with people who are so different from one another. We see it from what we're going to be talking about today, from Jesus encountering a Pharisee, to Jesus encountering a Samaritan woman, to Jesus's encounters with a thief. Mm. And so we're seeing all of these different encounters that Jesus has, and it shows us truly what Jesus's heart is. He has a message to share about who he is about him being divinely God coming to give us freedom from our sin. And it doesn't matter where we come from or who we are, but the gospel message is for all people. And so that's what this whole entire series is about. And I love it because I think it's going to be applicable for us because regardless of what we're going through, I'm sure we're going to see a character in scripture that we can relate with and say, oh, that's my story. I've been there. I've experienced that. And yet we see that in Jesus's encounter with them, we see his heart for it. Mm. Even in some of the difficult ones, we're going to be looking at the character of Judas, and that's going to be a hard one yes. to talk about. But but even there, we are going to see uh, just Jesus in truth, walking in truth, and man, what it looks like for us to just see his heart and, yes. and see the, the gospel message that he has for us. So yes, we would love for you to join us and come along with us on this journey through encountering Jesus. So ladies, how exciting. You know that this Bible study was created by different people in our own church at Thomas Road. So, so much was put into it and so much prayers because we want 
this Bible study to be very special to you. We want you to have an encounter with Jesus. We all need that encounter. So we are praying already for you that you may identify with one of the characters, or maybe this will guide you to, you know, a deeper study, one of them, just you, just you and God's Word. Uh, We are praying that this Bible study can help you to know more the Lord and to grow deeper in your faith. To learn more about any of our Bible studies or the women's ministry at Thomas Road Baptist Church, visit our website at trbc.org slash women or feel free to email us at info at trbc.org. We'd love to hear from you. So today we have Jacqueline, and Jacqueline is going to be talking, uh, it's going to be opening, encountering Jesus, and we are so excited about what you're going to be sharing with us today. Yes, I loved being able to talk about Nicodemus, and so I look at the story of John 3, and it's Jesus's encounter with Nicodemus, and so at this point, just for context, we can look at what's happening within Jesus's walk, within his ministry. Mm. And this is pretty early in his ministry from my understanding. We see in the beginning of John, uh, we see the baptism by John the Baptist, Mm -hmm. and that is really the, the start of his ministry. And then after that, we see Jesus chooses his disciples, and we then see the first miracle, turning water into wine. Mm. Um, And then in John 2, we see the cleansing of the temple. So this is where Jesus visits the temple in Jerusalem, and he is expressing just all of the sin that is Mm. going on. So it is very clear at this point that Jesus is beginning to reveal himself as the coming Messiah. Mm. And he's already had several encounters with people just just showing that, man, he is not just a prophet, but he is truly truly the Messiah and he's revealing himself. And so it's really interesting because as we go into John 3, we see a Pharisee, he comes and he encounters Jesus and he has a Mm. lot of questions about what he's been up to, what he's been doing. You know, people are beginning to talk about who Jesus is. And so Nicodemus comes and he approaches Jesus and is beginning to ask, what what are these things that you are saying? What are these things that you are talking about? Which I love. I love his questions. I love um, his curiosity. But I guess, too, the question would be, then, who is Nicodemus? Nicodemus, he's a Pharisee, which a Pharisee, they were a religious group, mm-hmm. and they were known by adhering to the laws of the Old Testament. So within the Old Testament, you see that there are 613 laws, which is wow. a lot. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> overwhelming. And they believed that it was important for them to uphold these laws. And by mm-hmm. upholding these laws, that was going to be the way in which they were going to have a relationship with God. Yes. And so Jesus is um, coming to tell the Pharisees specifically that these laws that they are holding on to, it is not going to bring them to truth mm. um, because they cannot hold them up. It is impossible for them to do because they're sinful. And more than that, though, we see that these Pharisees are actually a very legalistic group because not only are they trying to uphold all of these laws within the Old Testament, but they also kind of add on laws, you know, like they, they have a law, but then they expand on it 
to the point that it no longer makes sense. Like they are just so caught up in legalism. And, you know, for example, we see that there, there's a story of Jesus when he heals a blind man yes. and he does it on the Sabbath day. And the Pharisees, they become so upset because he's breaking um, the law because on the Sabbath day they were commanded to rest. Mm. And Jesus, he spits on the ground, he spits on uh, the dirt and he turns it into mud and he covers the blind man's eyes with this mud. And the Pharisees, they're going to argue that, well, that would be considering like working because you're making stone. And so you just kind of see that, would that be making stone? No. no. But they're so caught up in this legalism, thinking that that is going to bridge the gap to truth. But Jesus is revealing to the Pharisees that it's not. But the Pharisees, man, they came to all of them, except for really Nicodemus that we see here, they are coming with the agenda to prove that Jesus is not the Messiah. Yes. So they have an agenda that he is not the Messiah. The message that he claims is not truth. But Nicodemus, he comes and he has questions and curiosity. Mm. It's obvious that the Lord is working in his life. So in John 3, he comes to Jesus, not with a motive to prove him wrong, but really yes. out of curiosity, which is so beautiful. And Nicodemus, he comes to him at nighttime, obviously, yes. just because he, I'm sure that he wants to be cautious. He wants yes. to be careful because of the questions that he wants to ask him, but also because, man, he wants to know the truth. And man, don't we all want to know what the truth is? And so it's just a really beautiful story. And yes. Now, many of the interactions that we see in the gospel with Jesus and other group of people are especially this group, the yes. Pharisees. Yes. So many of the conversations and that, that Jesus has is with them. And, and what is amazing is that they were the religious groups. They were in charge of teaching. And so you have to think that Jesus was not happy with the teaching. Yes, right. <laughs> he was not satisfied in the way that they were portraying God right. with all these rules, with all this legalism. So Jesus has very clear encounters with them because he wants to show that that was not true religion. Right. So we see here a, a heart that has questions yes. that comes at night. He was putting himself in a very you know, dangerous situation exactly. by doing that. Yes, exactly. And he's showing, you know, that going off of what you're saying, that the old law, it was insufficient. Mm -hmm. So it could not be fulfilled. It could only be fulfilled by the new law, which was Jesus himself. Yes. So Jesus is coming to fulfill the law. And that's kind of what I talked about even in the message that I shared that some of my main points were that, you know, you're credentials, they can't save you, your character cannot save you, and your own truth, your own experience, it cannot save you. Mm. Only Jesus can save you because he was the one who, were who was to fulfill these things, um, which was so opposite to how these Pharisees lived. This is such a beautiful encounter because when you're reading this, I remember like when I first was reading this, it's very easy to look at this and be like, man, like Nicodemus, why aren't you understanding what Jesus is talking about, you know, he, he Jesus talks about being born born again. Yes. Jesus talks about this language of who he is. He's really revealing himself in a very beautiful and unique way. And um, Nicodemus continues to ask, well, how can these things be? This doesn't make sense. And 
I think it shows Nicodemus's humility, though, because mm-hmm. we have to remember that this is the first time that Nicodemus has heard this. This is the first time that this kind of language of being born again is being said and is mm-hmm. being told. And it's being told to a Pharisee, to somebody who should know all of these things. I mean, he even points it out. Jesus points it out. He says, you know, are you, uh, aren't you the teacher of mm. Israel? In other words, he's saying, you are a Pharisee. You are a part of this big religious group. You know, people go to you for these kind of questions. So yes. shouldn't you know these things? And it just shows so much of, for us specifically, like we can know so, so much about God. We can know Mm. so, so much about the Bible, but we can miss the point of faith. And so it doesn't matter about what our knowledge is, but it matters about what our faith in Jesus truly is. And that's Mm -hmm. what he's really getting down to. That's the point that he's trying to get at, that you can have all these things, but the only thing that is going to save you is your faith and by faith in Jesus alone. And he's revealing that yeah, he is the one that, that you should be putting faith in, which is just beautiful and yes. amazing, especially as you're looking at Nicodemus and, and his character. Yes, yeah. And now many people struggle with the word faith. They put their faith on other things. So they, they say, you know, I'm not a person of faith. I'm not a religious person. Maybe you have, a, you know, somebody in your family that said that to you. You know, I'm not a religious person. I'm not, you know, I don't have faith. I. That's because, you know, as, as part of this word, Satan wants to convince us that we don't need God, you know, that we can satisfy ourselves. We can find all these things in the world that will make us feel satisfied. And I don't need to be part of a group. I don't need that religion. I don't need that faith. It's a lie from Satan. And that's something that probably you hear that a lot. Maybe you have a daughter, a son that says something like that to you. I don't need that. I, I, yeah, it's okay with you, but I don't need that in my life. And, and that's why Jesus come to correct all these things. Right. For the Pharisees, there was a lot of rules that they needed to follow, and it was impossible to follow. Right. And many times, we as Christians can show the same thing, you know, that we are compelled of rules. You know, you go to church, and you have to be all these things inside the square, and and it's not that. We are all broken people. Right. We are all broken. We all need grace. So if you have somebody like that in your life that is saying, I don't need God, I don't need that, I don't need that faith— Show them love, show them Jesus, and show uh, what Jesus show in this encounter that he has with Nicodemus. I love that you even talked about that, because I think what is so cool about this story is obviously within John 3, we have like the most famous Bible verse, yes. John three sixteen. But what I love about this verse is what happens in the verse prior to that. Mm-hmm. And Jesus mentions Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the Mm -hmm. wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. Which is very random, I think, when you're looking at this in the story. But I think that he knows Nicodemus having all this knowledge that he's going to understand the story that Jesus is referring to. And if you don't know the story that Jesus is referring to, he's talking about the story of the bronze serpent, which is in Numbers 21. Mm-hmm. What happens in Numbers 21 is we see the Israelites, they are 
like you were talking about faith, man, mm-hmm. they started putting their faith in other things. Yes. They started putting their faith in this world and it shows that it only led to brokenness in their life. And so in order to bring justice to just the sin that they were going through, God sends venomous snakes and yes. to the Israelite camp and the, you know, these Israeli people, they are bitten by these snakes. They had no earthly thing to be able to fix or mm-hmm. heal them. The only thing that could truly heal them is a bronze serpent yes. that was given to Moses. And Moses lifts up this bronze serpent and God commands them that if you want healing for the poison that you have, you have to look upon this bronze serpent for your healing. And the picture that Jesus is showing that is that we have so much sin in our life. Mm. There's nothing that can heal us. There is nothing that is going to be able to save us. But the only thing that is going to be able to save us is when we look upon Jesus, when we put our faith in Him. That is the only place that we are going to be able to find healing. And I think it's awesome how the thing that the Israelites had to look upon was a picture of a snake. It was the thing that was actually bringing torment to them, which seems interesting. But the reason that that is the case is because Jesus takes on our sin. And so he's the one that is putting on all of our sin, putting on all of our shame. He he puts that on himself so that we do not have to experience that. And it's a beautiful picture of what our faith is supposed to look like, that we have to look up. We can't be looking around at this world. Mm. We have to look upon him for our source of healing. And Nicodemus would be aware of this story. And so it's showing that, oh my gosh, you are saying that we are supposed to look upon who you are. I mean, even to the point of Jesus uses the term, the son of man, Mm -hmm. which is a very interesting term. It is found a lot within the Old Testament and within the New Testament, within the gospels, it's mentioned 80 different times. Uh, But the fact that Jesus is saying this to Nicodemus is not by accident because again, as Nicodemus is studying, knows the law, he would know what this reference is talking about. And I didn't actually know what all of this meant until I was reading it myself, but it's talking about in Daniel 7, we see a messianic prophecy. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is that it is a picture of who the Messiah is going to be. Hmm. So it's the term son of man. It's describing a vision that came in Daniel 7 of a son of man coming on the clouds Hmm. of heaven who receives all authority and is given dominion over all people. And it is given, now Jesus is using it within the New Testament to show that he himself is the son of man, that he Mm. himself is going to be the one to have dominion over all people, that he himself is the Messiah. And so he's revealing to Nicodemus that this is who he is. So it's very interesting because these are things that you would just easily overlook, but there is true implication that Jesus is revealing himself Mm. to Nicodemus, which is just amazing. And it says so much about how we are to live as well, that Jesus has revealed himself to Mm -hmm. us 
in such a beautiful and amazing way. Yes. Now, when we think on Nicodemus, we can see Nicodemus all to the very end. Yes. When Jesus died, yep. he's there. Yes. He's there too, right? And he does something amazing. <laughs> Yeah, you want to say that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so he is yes. helping with the burial yes. of Jesus, yes, which is yes. amazing. So a lot of people will ask, well, did Nicodemus actually like put his faith in him? Yes. And I think that that's the answer of yes. yes. Yes, he did. Yes, yes, yes. He does bring a lot of essences and yep. the, that was a huge amount. It was not the common amount that they, they would use to do in a body, but he brings, he, he does, he give these that cost a lot of money. And so we, we can say that, yeah, Nicodemus had a real transformation in his heart. Right. And, and I think it's, it's beautiful as maybe you are a person that spent, you know, your all, whole life at church that maybe you are missing the main point. Yep. When we were studying Ephesians last semester, there was something that at the very end of the Bible study touched my heart. And it's that the Ephesians, we read the whole book and we it's a very practical book, but they are also in Revelations. And in Revelation, they are the church that did everything right except one thing. And maybe you know what is that thing that they forgot their first love. They forgot that. And maybe you are that person. I I find myself in that seat many times because I grew up in church. So maybe you are, I am, I feel many times like Nicodemus, that I I know, I know what I have to do. I have been, I listened to the Bible study before. I read the Bible many times. I have many Bibles at home. I did that Bible study. But maybe you you don't have your first love. Maybe you are not in fire for the Lord. And and that's something that the Lord wants to show us with Nicodemus. Right. That maybe you know the law. He knew the law. Right. But there was not real transformation in his life. Yeah. And I think that that is the clear application of the question of, are you bound up in legalism? And I don't think that that, I think sometimes we don't understand what that word legalism means. And mm-hmm. really, it's asking, where is your heart Are you reading your Bible every single day because you feel like it's the checking the box? Are you going to church because you just know that that's what you have to do or that's what you're supposed to do? Are you acting in a good character because, again, you just feel like that's the right thing to do? That's what is going to help me be able to be a better person. But God is evaluating the condition of your heart. Mm -hmm. And what He wants more than anything is for you to just put your faith in Him, to just point your love and your worship towards Him. And He's going to take care of the rest. He's going to be able to point out if there's any sin in your life that you need to take care of, if there's an attitude shift that needs to be changed. It's not just about focusing on all of your actions that you need to fix, but it's really just going back to the root of where is your heart right now? And so I would challenge you, maybe if you were that person that just feels really bound up and I uh, I read my Bible every day because I'm supposed to, and mm-hmm. I would just challenge you, as you are reading Scripture, put on fresh eyes. Ask the Lord to begin to reveal His heart and His character to you. Maybe you need to change some things up a little bit and try yes. a different rhythm, try a different routine. Just pray that the Lord would maybe reveal to you what some misconceptions are that you have of who the Lord is and what his heart and what his character is. Uh, Because when you do, 
And when you are able to see just what God's heart is for you, it brings freedom from the law. And you're able to see that Jesus was able to fulfill all things because we couldn't. So we have to depend on him. We have to put our faith in him. Amen. Amen. Jacqueline, Sam, you have amazing takeaways from Nicodemus. Uh, what are some materials that you use when you were preparing your Bible study? I used the same commentary that I used within my last one. I looked through Tony Merida's mm -hmm. commentary, just going through the uh, Gospel of John, which I loved. Mm -hmm. um, I think I listened to it in several different translations, but, which really helps me be yes. able to see and hear it in different ways. I love the Bible Project. Yes. Um, they have a ton of resources online that just point out different keywords that you can focus in on that you would easily overlook, like terms like the Son of Man or even just the whole story of Moses. Those just brought so much truth. And then one of my favorite resources that I loved was I went and I actually watched the scene of The Chosen. Yeah. Just the encounter uh, that Nicodemus mm -hmm. had with Jesus, and it was so beautiful. And I think it was mm -hmm. a really great depiction of uh, what happened in John three. Yes. And I loved it because sometimes I think when we read about Jesus in the Gospels, we kind of see him as this like very stoic character mm. um, that says everything. I don't know. I always hear it in a very like monotone voice, which just <laughs> may, uh, maybe that's just me. I don't know, but I loved yeah. it because you're able just to see, I think they do a great job of depicting what Jesus's character was like of what mm. the way that he said things was such great heart and such great intention. I loved it. So that would be just something that I would suggest just going back and watching. It's like a 10 minute scene mm -hmm. and it's beautiful. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love that scene. I love that scene to seeing how uh, how many questions Nicodemus has and uh, how the, the heart that the Lord was already the Lord was already working right. on him and, and he has so many questions. Yeah, and so love, it, love that. I think even too that brings up you know if you are bound in legalism, maybe mm. you just need to start asking some more questions. You yes. need to humble yourself and start to realize you don't know all the answers. And so, what are just those? basic truths that you need to go back to that you need to start asking more questions of just like Nicodemus did. Yes. We're praying that this Bible study can be through all the characters that we're going to be studying a big blessing to you. That's our prayer. We're going to be seeing different characters, different encounters, and it's going to be amazing as uh, we are studying God's word together. We are praying for you in our prayer is that if you are struggling in your faith, if you are struggling with legalism in your faith, we are praying that you can be free from that, that the Lord can help you through this uh, encountering with Nicodemus to understand that he's a God of freedom, that he loves you, that he takes you as you are, and he's going to make some changes on you. But what he wants us is to be just like him. He wants to transform our lives. He wants to have um, that we have his heart, that we can see people as he sees us. So we're praying for you, we're cheering for you, and, and we're praying that the Lord uh, can encourage you this week through the Bible study of Encountering Jesus. Thank you so much for listening to Deeper. We invite you to join us every week for this special podcast, and we'd love to meet you personally. 
Make plans now to attend Thomas Road this coming Sunday. Our services are at 9.15 and 11 a.m. Or reach out to us online at trbc.org women. We can't wait to hear from you.